This is Real Love Now, a ministry outreach of Pastor Don Allen in the Church at War Hill. As with every aspect of our ministry, the purpose of this broadcast is to lead people into a growing relationship with Jesus Christ to help you get real with God, fall in love with Him and His children, and discover your destiny now. Here's the message from Pastor Don Allen. just enjoying watching y'all enjoy each other. Amen. What a blessing to see you in God's house this morning. Well, God's up to some good things. Isn't the Lord good? Amen. Amen. Well, I want to bring you a, a message today from Joshua, the book of Joshua. So if you'll go ahead and find this beginning, near the beginning of your Bible, we're going to go uh, to uh, chapter number 10. Well, I have enjoyed our Geography of Faith series. I, I hope that it has spoken to you. Uh, and, but if anything, it's really taught us uh, uh, that no matter where you are on the mountain or in the valley, that he is still God. Not only is he God, he's El Shaddai, the living God Almighty, no matter where you find yourself. That's who he is. And that's the God that I want to reveal to you today. Today, uh, as we pick up in Joshua chapter 10, we're going to start in verse 1, but let me just begin with Joshua 9 just briefly. At leading up to this portion, they have, they have come and they have uh, stepped into the promised land. They've left the wilderness behind, a change of geography. They now face the major city. Jericho has fallen, and they've now gone from Jericho to a city called Ai, and Ai at first was a problem. We talked about that last week, and, and that, that, that valley of Achor, and, and then Ai falls. As they're moving along, conquering the land, in chapter number nine, we find an interesting story that, that really, really has stood out to me. A story that, that I, I think uh, uh, has spoken to me in my life way often. Um, this story is about a Gibeonite group of people, and the Gibeonites have, are intertwined all the way through the life of David. We see the Gibeonites, uh, the, the promises that Joshua makes on this day. Listen to what I'm about to say. This was not in my sermon, but I feel it in my spirit. You better be careful. The things you do today will affect what happens to your children tomorrow. This is so important. And Joshua has now leading this victorious people and the Gibeonite people come and, and what the Gibeonites have done is they've dirtied their clothes and they, 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 they brought um, uh, old bread with them. And as they brought this old bread with them, they come in and they go, we've come from a long ways. And I think it's all about whose interpretation of a long ways is. We've come from a long ways, and, and so they, they look at them, and they meet with them. They say, make an agreement with us. Make, make a pact with us. We know that God's going to give you this land, but we don't want you to end up uh, to keep coming and attack us. And, and, and so Joshua, who is in this, 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 watch this, this place of victory, the Scripture says that he tasted their bread, but he did not consult the Lord. He looked at the circumstances around him and thought, well, I'm doing pretty good right now. I think I'll just make this decision myself. 
I think one of the reasons why we have to fight different battles and go through different levels uh, of terrain in our lives is because we get comfortable at certain places. We begin to think that we can handle the environment because we've lived in the environment long enough. But how many of you know that even the environment changes from season to season? It's sort of like, you know, I, I don't know, uh, my road has become a little bit busier over the last 20-something years. It used to be uh, you could just drive out of the driveway and never look and never worry about uh, getting run over. But now you have to drive out of the driveway, stop, take a look, uh, examine, uh, make sure nobody's coming, make sure nobody's coming at 90 miles an hour. Anybody know what I'm talking about? But ever so often, every year, I know when it's a certain time of year, because when I come out of my driveway and I take a left, I have to be dead east. Not that my driveway moves, but that the sun during that time of year, at that time of day, is perfectly placed so that when I, watch this, I make a turn I make all the time and I turn into it, suddenly I can see nothing. I know that not only is it dead east, but when I come around this curve right down here on 53 at the same time of day, you, you, yeah, Daniel's like, yeah, I've been there coming to school. It's dead east this way. And you're looking at the sun. Now, on my little road, it's not that big a deal to kind of throw your hand up, squint a little bit, and drive by faith. But on this highway, it's a big deal. You can't throw your hand up and drive by faith. You'll drive right into somebody. So what happens when your vision gets blurred even though it's terrain you're used to? And I think that Joshua chapter 9 really is warning us that there has to come a place in our life where we understand we've got to get out of our comfort zone and we've got to remember the most important thing, I feel the Holy Spirit as I'm about to say this to you, the most important thing is I never lose sight of the fact that he guides me, he leads me, he causes me to walk, and I must seek his face in every decision of my life. Too many of us don't ask him what we should do, we just do it the way we've always done it. Okay, I was waiting on that one. Come on now. I need some amens. And so here's where we find. The Gibeonites have come with their dirty clothes, their old bread, and they really have only traveled, ready for this, seven miles. Seven miles. They've tricked them into becoming their allies. So now Joshua has conquered a plain, a plateau as it were, uh, and he has conquered this eastern side, and the Gibeonites, have, the Gibeon is a large city that, that controls the western side. So now, because they are allied together, Israel and the Gibeonites, here's the most interesting thing, the next place that Joshua would have come to to conquer would have been Gibeon. But now, because he did not trust in the Lord, he's allied to something that he could have beaten. I, I, don't, I feel like I could preach for two weeks out of this chapter. 
I feel like we could dive into this because think about that. How many times have you not sought God and ended up allying yourself into something that wasn't God's plan for your life? I'll never forget, I was driving along one day, and as I was driving, uh, Christina and I had been trying to get our, our, our buy a new vehicle, and, and there was a certain kind I wanted, and, and I, I, it was just what I wanted, and I saw one on the side of the road, and we'd been turned down, I don't know how many times for one, we were you know, on church planner's salary, just trying to get started in and, and life, and, and, and as I came by that, I was driving a group of young people to a ball game, actually, and as I came past, I saw this, this, this truck on the side of the road, and I, I said, I said, Lord, I sure would like to have that truck, and I'm telling you, the Holy Spirit spoke to me and said, you can have it. I thought, well, we'll see if this is God or not. I went back the next day, and you know what they said to me? You can have it. And they let me have it in more ways than one. I don't even know what the interest rate was, but all I know was a book came in the mail that, that changed my life in just a couple of days. I remember the little books that would come in the mail. Amen. It changed my life because I, I went and I, I, I allied myself into an agreement that, that wasn't necessarily the best thing for me, but it's because it's what I wanted. But see, see, I could preach that direction, but, but that's not where we're going today. So because Gibeon has the West and Israel has the East, uh, here's what happens in uh, chapter 10, verse number one. Adonai Zedek, the king of Jerusalem, heard that Joshua had captured and completely destroyed Ai and killed its king. And just as he had destroyed the town of Jericho and killed its king, he also learned that the Gibeonites had made peace with Israel and, and now they were allies. So, I mean, everything's not going good for, for Adonai Zedek. And he, is, he and his people became very afraid when they heard all of this because Gibeon was a large town, as large as the royal cities and larger than Ai. And the Gibeonite men were strong warriors. So you got the Israelites who are killing everybody and you got the Gibeonites who, who are these great valiant warriors. And so King Adonai uh, Zedek of Jerusalem sent messengers to several other kings, Hoham and of Hebron, uh, Piram of Jeremoth, uh, Japhia of Lachish, and uh, Debir of Eglon. And, and he sends these, the, all these out. And here's what he says. He, he says, come and help me destroy Gibeon. And he urged them, for they have made peace with Joshua and the people of Israel. And I think this is interesting. This is a battle that's not against Joshua. It's a battle that's against Gibeon. But because of the alliance that Joshua's made, watch this now. The men of Gibeon are scared. So these five Amorite kings combine their armies. They're coming to attack them. They moved and they're set up to attack Gibeon. And the Gibeonites quickly called out to Joshua and said, hey, 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 whoa, whoa, don't forget. We're in this together. We're your servants now. And come at once, save us, help us. For all the Amorite kings who live in the hill country have joined forces to attack us. So Joshua and his entire army, including the best warriors, left Gilgal and set out for Gibeon. Seven miles, seven to eight miles. Uh, and here's what we see. This is what the Lord says to Joshua. Do not be afraid of them, for I have given you victory over them. Not a single one of them will be able to stand up to you. Joshua has a word from the Lord. He knows that God's on his side. Can I just go ahead and tell you, I told you that Joshua aligned himself with somebody he had no business aligning himself with. He made some decisions that were not wise. But God said, just because you've stepped into a place of, of a wrong allegiance and wrong decisions does not mean I have forsaken you. I'm still with you, and I can still work my purposes in spite of your failures. 
failures in spite of your weaknesses. Can anybody thank God for being that kind of God who says, I love you no matter what mistakes you made him in? Watch this. This is something I never noticed. Verse number nine. Joshua traveled. Not a single one of them will be able to stand up to you. So Joshua traveled all night from Gilgah and took the Amorite armies by surprise. I never noticed that he travels all night long. And the Lord threw them into a panic. And the Israelites slaughtered great numbers of them at Gibeon. Then the Israelites chased the enemy all along to Beth Horon, killing them all along the way to Aska and Makada. And, the, and the, as the Amorites retreated down the road from Beth Horon, the Lord destroyed them with a terrible hailstorm. Isn't that not bad enough? An army's beating you, and as you start running, it starts, hell starts falling out of, out of the sky. How many know they're having a bad day? Watch this now. And it happens all the way until they reach Asakah. The hell killed more of the enemy than the Israelites killed. And on the day the Lord gave the Israelites victory over the Amorites, Joshua prayed to the Lord in front of all the people of Israel, and he said, watch this, let the sun stand still. I saw something about this I'd never seen before. Let it stand still over Gibeon and the moon over Agilon. So the sun stood still and the moon stayed in place until the nation of Israel had defeated its enemies. Now watch this now. We have this amazing scene out playing here. Joshua hears you're going to have to go, but God says, don't worry, you're going to win. So he starts marching and they march for uh, uh, like eight hours through the night. Eight hours through the night they're marching. They're fighting a lot along the way to go uphill. They're ascending up this mountain. They're going up to where Gibeon is going to be. And now as they're, as they're arriving at Gibeon, here's what we see. That Joshua prays this prayer over the fact that the moon is over Gibeon. And he says, moon, or sun stands still. And as he says, stand still, there's something important here that I had never seen before. The whole time when I was growing up in children's church, how many remember flannel boards? Anybody remember flannel boards? They'd stick that sun on the flannel board. The young people don't know what I'm talking about. There was a thing with some fabric, and it was something that stuck to the fabric. And And they stuck that little sun on there, and they had the little Israelites fighting underneath there, and they said it stayed there in the heat of the day. But that is not what the Scripture says. The Scripture says, does not say that it stayed there in the heat of the day. The scripture does not say that Joshua and his men have to fight through the heat of the day. But here's what we see. We see that Gibeon is in the east and Ajalon is in the west. So as the, watch this now, as we, as we realize this, that the time of day is when the sun is in the east and the moon is in the west. It's as the sun is coming up and the sun is, and the moon is going down. This is important. Why? Because as Joshua's coming on the scene, he's traveled through the night 
for the element of surprise. Listen to what I'm about to tell you here. And as he's traveling through the night, he's got it all planned out. He's going to use the element of darkness, the element of surprise to attack the enemy and bring about this victory, he thinks. But as he's coming along, he realizes that the sun is, is about to rise. And as the sun is rising and the moon is setting, he's going to lose his perspective of surprise. He's going to lose that that moment that he had been pushing for. And he says, oh, what am I going to do? Uh, He says, God, I've been trying all along to get here. Listen to me now. I've been trying to get myself into the right position by the right time. And God, it looks like I've been delayed. God, it looks like I'm not going to make it in time. And so what does he do? He calls out to God and he says, God, would you cause the sun to stand still right where it is. Watch this now. And would you cause the moon to stand still right where it is? And so all of a sudden, everything stops. The sun stays where it is. The moon stays where it is. And he has the cover of darkness for his surprise. He has the cover of darkness to work his plan. But there's also something else. As the children of the enemy come out to attack the children of Israel, they're going toward the east. And as they're going toward the east, they're facing a sun that is rising and they can't see as they pull out come on now they can't see where they're going so Joshua says Lord I know that I may not have been in the right place at the right time but I'm asking you to change where I am into what I need to overcome into what I need to succeed Am I making sense to anybody today? And so God says, wow, I'm looking for this kind of faith. Sun, stay right where you are. Moon, stay right where you are. Because I have found one who is willing to trust me to change the environment of their location so that they can win no matter where they are. Can I tell you that most of us pray, spend far too much time praying, God, get me out of where I am when God's looking for somebody who will pray. God, I don't know what you have to change for where I am, but God, I am where I am. There's nothing I can do about where I am, but walk toward your promises and walk toward your plan. But God, would you change what's happening around me so that I can still win, so that I can still overcome? I don't care what the diagnosis, I don't care what the enemy has told you, I don't care what the attack, I don't care what the bill says, I don't care what they have said unto you when you trust the Lord. The Lord can stop everything if necessary so that it sets up for your victory. Amen. There's a reason why Joshua praised this prayer. Can I tell you why? He had seen the Red Sea part. He had seen the manna come from heaven. He had seen the water gushing out of a rock. He had crossed the River Jordan He had watched the walls of Jericho fall. Listen to me. He had learned to believe for a great God of great miracles to move for a people who trust in him. Listen to me. If we want to pray sun stand still prayers, we have got to develop and live in a theology of the greatness of God. I've got to begin to say, it does not matter where I am. I might be on the highest mountain or the lowest valley. It does not change the God of the mountain or the God of the valley. He's still God. He's... He's still faithful and he's still able. Listen to what I'm about to tell you. Sometimes I need to put on a magnifying glass 
on a miracle that God has done in your life so I can believe for the one I need in my life. So we need to begin to rehearse what God has done for us. Let me tell you how good the Lord has been to me. That's a good song, isn't it? Amen. Let me tell you how good my God is. Oh, I feel him today. I'm, I'm, I'm trying to hurry, but Lord, let their breakfast be better. Let, let the sun stand still over their breakfast, Lord. Come on. If we want to stand on a promise that God has given today, then we want to anchor ourselves and the promises that he, are in the promise, should say in the promises that he fulfilled yesterday. The God who delivered me yesterday is the God who delivered me, delivers me today. Let me give you an example why, what God's been trying to show you. Exodus 17, 14. I'm not letting you go yet. I'm almost there. Listen to this. After the victory, the Lord instructed Moses, write this down on a scroll as a permanent reminder. And read it aloud to who? Joshua. And I will erase the memory of Amalek from under heaven. Watch this now. He says, write it down, but make sure Joshua hears it. Why? Because Joshua is going to need the sun to stand still one day. Joshua is going to need to trust me in front of the Jericho walls. Joshua's going to have to trust me in front of the River Jordan. Joshua's going to need to hear every promise that becomes a reality, and he's going to need to hear every testimony of victory that he can hear. I think it's important that we start rehearsing our victories because there's some promises that are waiting for us, and I'll close with this. You know, the very first promises that we find is a promise to, to Eve in the garden. The very last promise that we find in the word of God is next to the last verse when he says, I am coming again soon. The first and the last promise. Can I tell you folks, there's a lot of promises in between there we gotta hold on to. A promise like I will never leave you nor forsake you. Why don't you stand with me today? I feel the holiness of God. A promise that says, in Christ, you are a new creation. You are his favorite. A promise that says, I am working all things for the good of those who love me and are called according to my purposes. A promise that says, in this world, you will have trouble, but take heart, I have overcome the world. A promise that says, you are more than a conqueror through Christ. A promise that says, your faith can move mountains. Listen to me today. We can stand on the record of God's promises and what God has made for us today, what lays ahead of us, we can stand on the record of his promises because he's faithful and he's good. I think it's interesting that when Joshua prayed, son, stand still, the scripture tells us that he prayed it loud enough that all Israel could hear. Do you know why? Do you know why he prayed it loud enough for all Israel? Because God wants the next generation to hear about the God that we serve. God wants your children and your grandchildren to hear it's the faithfulness of God. Too many times, 
The other night, my phone goes off rather late, and, and I saw it's Bethany, and I thought, well, maybe something's up because um, her, uh, you know, Adam's at work, and I thought, well, maybe something's up, and, and so I, 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 it was FaceTime, so I hit FaceTime, and I was, what's, what's going on, what's going on? And it is my, it's Reagan, the littlest one. And he, he's laughing his head off. She says, Daddy, he won't go to sleep. I said, he won't go to sleep. She said, no, all he says is, and she puts on, he's going, pop, 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 I'm like, oh, you're such a good kid. <laughs> he laughs his head off. We laugh for a moment. And in that moment, I realized that he could ask for anything because he had my heartbeat. Can I tell you, you have God's heartbeat. He loves you just the way you are. And I don't know if you find yourself in a place that you've aligned with something you shouldn't have, he's still God. If you find yourself on a valley floor, he's still God. If you find yourself on the highest mountains, he's still God. But the thing that we need to remember is I can give that little boy everything that I, I, I think that, I, that he might want. The greatest thing I can give him is a rehearsal of the promises of God. Let me tell you how good the Lord has been to me. Let me tell you of his faithfulness. Let me tell you of his kindness and his goodness. Father, I thank you for this day. I thank you that as we have gathered in this house, we gather in the name above all names, and I declare along with these, you are a ever-present God in our time of trouble. I declare along with these that you are the miracle worker. You are a great God. You are a mighty king. Who is like our Lord? There is none. As, as one psalmist said, who will carry us through to the strong city? There is none but the Lord. Who is faithful like our king? There is none. And Lord, let this generation speak of the faithfulness of God so the generations to come might realize that God can still stop the sun and God can still hold the moon in place and God is still in control no matter where you find yourself. In the mighty name of Jesus Christ, let all of God's children join with me and say amen and amen. Come on, give the Lord a praise because he's a miracle working God. Amen. Praise the Lord. today's word from Pastor Don Allen to help you get real with God, fall in love with Him all over again, and live out your destiny now. To learn more about our pastor and the ministry of the church at War Hill, join us online at warhill.com. Then join us in worship at one of our North Georgia locations. Service times are Sundays at 8.15, 9.30, and 11 a.m., where you will find Real Love Now.